Hi, everybody. My name is Timothy, and I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Brother Timothy Clark podcast. Today, we're talking about aviation and aviation radios. The radio that I have on right now is my Satellite 750. The Satellite 750 is a shortwave radio, regular AM and FM radio, and even longwave and airband. This radio is very weird, though, when it comes to the airband, because generally when you look at an airband frequency, an airband frequency will end with a zero, a five, or a seven. The airband on this radio wants you to tune to the following. Frequencies that end with a zero, four, or nine. And I'm pretty sure even once in a while, a two. So it is very bizarre. The radio, however, does get quality reception on the airband. The radio will do wide and narrow band. On wide band, it seems to pick up a little bit more in terms of what it allows through on the squelch. And on narrow band, it tends to be a little bit clearer. Right now I have it on wideband, and if you want to switch between wide and narrow band, say we're on 119.725, on narrow band you would put that on 119.724, and on wideband you'd put that on 119.729. It is a very strange arrangement that they have created with this particular unit. I'm not sure why they chose to do it in the manner that they did. It is quite bizarre, but it works. Now, some may ask, well, if you're blind, how are you knowing what frequencies you're on? Well, sometimes I'll use an app called Be My Eyes. And I'll call them up and I'll say, hey, can you tell me what frequency this is? Now I have a general roundabout ballpark knowledge of where the frequency is on the radio. So I can move the phone over to the frequency screen on the radio. And I have a general roundabout info on what the frequency is as well due to where I have stopped the dial on the radio from spinning. And so, you know, I can call up and I can say, can you tell me what frequency this is? It should be 119 or 120 or whatever the case may be. And they're able to help. Now, If I would be to go to HF, you can tune directly on frequency with that. The only selection on this radio that is very weird is the aviation band, the air band. So even whenever I'm looking at experimental frequencies, like, you know, the frequencies for air to air helicopters, Uh, you know, where they'll also have the medevacs and 
you know, ultralights, for example, those cannot be tuned directly on frequency because it's the AM frequency and it's the airband frequency and it's on the airband. But if I go to HF and I know of an HF frequency, I can put that directly on frequency. It's only the airband that has this quirk and I'm not real sure why that even exists on the airband. Another thing to look at with the airband is you cannot switch between wide and narrow band directly on the airband. You have to actually go and switch <clears throat> on the shortwave side or AM or wherever. Switch that to wide, I mean narrow. Then go one, one, nine, seven, two, four. And I'm not sure why they have done it this way on this radio. It is very strange. Now, let's talk about some other aviation band radios. Some aviation band radios allow you to scan. And those are really neat. But most don't. Most don't. Now, if you buy a true blue aviation transceiver, such as many different Yesu radios that are set up specifically for pilots. Those radios, I'm sure, would absolutely work correctly without any of these oddities. But when you're looking at a radio that its main focus is not aviation, say for example the C-Train Skywave or the Satellite 750 from Grundig and Eton Corp, because aviation is not the main thing of these radios, I guess they can have their, you know, little quirks. Now, notice that when I put the radio on narrowband and I made the change over to the narrowband side and I changed the frequency down from 9 to 4, notice how the stuff is coming in clearer, but the stuff that is far out really doesn't come in as well as it did on wideband. So you have pluses and minuses with both. And I, I really like, despite the oddities of this radio, I really do like its aviation side. I have really honestly considered purchasing another radio for aviation. I've actually considered purchasing an aviation transceiver HT and the reason why I've considered that is one if God ever sees fit for me to fly I would be 100% legal to operate on that radio furthermore even if God doesn't see fit for me to fly I would still be able to take aviation with me wherever I go and having the airband on an HT would be absolutely awesome. You'd have to pose the question, is it practical? Is it practical? Because you can buy an aviation handheld for say $190, but is it practical? 
You really have to stop and ask yourself these questions whenever you're looking at making purchases like this. Are they practical? And if they're not, well then don't do it, right? So aviation. There's a lot of folks that are confused as to what aviation is and what aviation isn't. I'm not sure why, but there's confusion there. What aviation is, is specifically things that are flying. You know, if you have a helicopter or an airplane or a hot air balloon or whatever the case may be, these are aviation aircraft. As a matter of fact, aviation is defined as the flying and or operating of aircrafts. Aircraft. Aircrafts. I, I always want to say aircrafts because, you know, things generally end with an S. But aircraft is weird. Aircraft, the plural of aircraft is aircraft. And when you say aircrafts, you, know, you sound like Gollum. Aircrafts. Precious. Aircraft. I fly as my R-44s is. Aircrafts. Or my Cessna 172s is. Aircrafts. <laughs> well, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of the Brother Timothy Clark podcast. My name is Timothy. If you have any comments, any questions, any concerns, any complaints, please send those via email to timothyclarkmusic at me.com. I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Brother Timothy Clark Podcast. Mm-hmm.